Welcome Welcome. to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We do have a guest, so let's get straight to it. We're going to start off with a word of prayer. For such a time as this, we praise you, O God. You are the only true and living God, creator of all life, designer of this great universe and our small little world here on earth. What an awesome God you are. You are mighty God. Angels bow before you in heaven and earth. Praise and adore you, for you are the great I am. You have blessed us here with so many provisions and resources, and I ask that you continue to bless us with the curiosity to know more about you and study your creation, that we might be better stewards caring for this land you have placed us placed in our hands. <clears throat> Excuse me. I ask again that you watch over and protect President Donald J. Trump as well as Vice President Mike Pence. Guide them with your wisdom, and may they love your people. Surround them with wise and godly counsel. Keep their families safe from harm as well. I ask your blessing upon CSC Talk Radio. You know our needs, which is all we ask for at this time. Give me wisdom and direction. Bless me as you did, Jabez, enlarging the territory of CSC Talk Radio, that we will bring glory to you and truth to many more who would hear and listen. And may we never cause pain. Thank you for my guest today. I pray for CO2 Coalition as their members reach out to others with truth and science studies. May we bring encouragement and common sense to the listeners today. Bless Jim, Jim Steele, as he joins us again today and we visit with the climate about climate change, phobias and fears that are being spread across our globe and screamed at us here in our own nation. We are in such a time of division, and may we bring America home to common sense and truth for such a time as this, I pray. Amen. I have said before, I am not a scientist, but I believe I am able to follow the path of the Jabberwocky. It's a gift, you know. And see that the chicken littles of climate change are obsessed with one thing and blind to the facts. Predictions, not even one, have panned out to be true. And you would think that would make them question the data themselves, but they do not. They continue to march forward and scream insults at those who are skeptics and look at research and facts and real solutions to problems, such as wildfires, just for one. Today's show is brought to you by the CO2 Coalition. Our guest is Jim Steele. He's been with us before. And for those of you who subscribe to Range Magazine, you might recognize him as a trusted author for CJ in her Range Magazine. We welcome back to uh, CSE Talk Radio, Jim, today. And so glad to have you back. We have a lot to discuss, but I hear congratulations are in order for you and your recent book, Landscapes and Cycles, an environmentalist journey to climate skepticism. Welcome back, Jim. How are you doing today? Very good, Beth. Thanks so much for having me back. Oh, we're tickled to death to have you. We want to bring the truth. And, I, you know, I'm, I think I've mentioned it before to others and possibly you as well. I'm really concerned about the fears <clears throat> that this uh, climate change phobia and fears that they have put in the children of this nation. The kids seem to have no hope for a future because they're just so convinced that uh, – our world is going to end and that we're killing it. And and it's just it's sad because they don't seem to have any hope or happiness. They should be out playing and riding bikes and, and not worrying about such things. And it really it, it makes my heart ache to see these kids like that. And so I want to bring the truth. And I thank you. And I thank CO2 Coalition for for what you're doing. I'm glad that the, the fear mongering is virgin on the. Uh being criminal almost. I thought everything I see in the media takes a lot of natural events 
and, and twist them into a crisis that really isn't happening. As I mentioned last time I was on with, if you look at tree ring data, the tree rings say there's no such thing as a crisis. The temperatures are about the same in the 30s as they are now. So uh, it, it's sort of the way the they cherry pick certain kinds of data to kind of make it look ex- extreme and, and scare people. And it, it, it's something that we have to confront. Well, and in in the paper that I have here on your book, you mentioned that, and that's that has been one of my skepticism for a long time. I'm not a scientist, but uh, when I noticed that all of those that were coming up with the data were receiving money or grants, you know, I kind of got a little bit suspicious because those who weren't, the data was was being read a little differently. And uh, so that made me skeptic and made me wonder what exactly was going on. Plus, I'm old enough. <laughs> I've lived through the global cooling. Then it changed to global warming. And now it is climate change. It's whatever they, they want to name it. But I think you're absolutely right. I think it is it is bordering, um, you know, criminal because of what they're doing to these children and to others. And and, uh, you know, it's almost comical if they weren't so doggone serious. You know, climate change, the world's going to end in X amount of years unless you pay trillions and trillions of dollars. (laughs) That's going to stop it. And we know that's not true. They attack everything from farming to to uh, uh, the industries in this land, our energy, and and they just attack everything. And uh, I don't know what they think they're going to live on if they get rid of everything that they claim is causing this crisis. Uh, I don't know either, but there certainly seems to be sort of a mass hysteria that's been building. And I, one thing I noticed, the, the Guardian, it's a, a British paper, but they're mm-hmm. one of the bigger media folks. They directed all their journalists, not even just if any time they talk about climate, call it a climate crisis. Call it a climate wow. emergency. So, so, and they're part of a larger group called the Climate Desk. And they all, often you'll see in the Internet, all those groups will almost uh, echo the exact same thing. They'll twist the words a little to make it. Um, original for their for their website or something, but they're pushing a climate crisis and they've created this. And uh, what I wonder is, like you have Greta Thunberg as a sixteen year old. They, you know, mm-hmm. who could attack a poor sixteen year old girl? But she knows no science. But they put her up in front of uh, Davos. They put her up in front of the United Nations. So there's there's got to be some well organized. Uh, money and and people helping to try to create this illusion and, and create this kind of uh, fear mongering that I'm, I can't say exactly who's behind this whole agenda, but there's some uh, strongly orchestrated stuff that that's not dealing with all the truths. Well, and from my perspective, because I it's a political talk show many times, that uh, if you look in the political arena, it's the same thing as what you're calling there with The Guardian. They all mutter the same things. They all have the same words, the same phrases. Uh, it's the same crisis, whether it's climate change or some existential threat. <laughs> they like to repeat that one a lot. It, it goes on and on and on. And it's always the same thing. And they never... They never waver one direction or the other. They stay focused and go that direction, and it has to be a crisis. And I believe it's about controlling the people and the land. And uh, if we listen to the socialism side of this with Bernie Sanders and AOC, that that's what they're after. And they attack the farming. And I wanted to to mention that a little bit today. I wanted to visit with you about that. Uh, We've had an attack on the farm once again. But you've got an article that you wrote, and I want to talk about it before we get into the details of your book. And it's called No Meat for You. And, of course, my mind goes directly back to Seinfeld when uh, uh, Elaine was in trouble in the soup kitchen and uh, the uh, chef there was upset with her. And he goes, no soup for you. And uh, if they had their way, they would say, no meat for you. And this is coming from de Blasio. And and, uh, we have other things that we laugh at him about. But unfortunately... Unfortunately, well, too many people too many people listen to him. But we're headed into a break, Jim. I, I took up all that time. I do apologize. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and I'm visiting with Jim Steele of the CO2 Coalition. Visit their website at co2coalition.org. Jim and Beth Ann will be right back.
Liberty Oil Field Services brings you the following fracking facts. Did you know fracking is the reason America is now number one in oil and natural gas production? Thanks to the fracking industry, America's energy is more efficient, more affordable, and our air is cleaner. America is now exporting fuel and making America great again. Fracking is not the enemy of America. The Dems want to ban our natural resources for the sake of climate change. But banning fracking would knock America back to being dependent on other countries for our energy. So, America is fueling up with fracking. This message is brought to you by the best darn frack company, period. Liberty Oil Field Services. Learn more about fracking at libertyfrack.com. Liberty Oil Field Services, bringing America home with life, liberty, and fracking. Melody Cedarstrom and CSE Talk Radio team up as common sense voices of integrity. I personally endorse Melody Cedarstrom to be your trusted go-to expert for all your precious metal needs. Experts agree a financial crisis and even collapse is inevitable. Given our government's lack of economic leadership and self-interest of those in power, it's no longer a question of if you should purchase gold and silver, but if you will purchase gold and silver before it's too late. Melody encourages you to tune in each weekday morning. Visit CSE talkradio.com. We both agree truth and education are the two significant factors in both our missions. There is a wealth of misinformation out there. Let Melody and Beth Ann help you sort through the chaos and bring you home to the truths that will ensure that you and your family are protected. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading 1-800-375-4188 or online at dgscoins.com. Melody and Beth Ann are strong forces together working to preserve liberty and bring America home. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get deep discounts on MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. I use MyPillow and so does my husband. We sleep better and wake more refreshed, ready to conquer a new day. You can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, Mike is bringing back the Bobo offer for the My Pillows. That's right. Buy one My Pillow and get another one absolutely free. Remember, all My Pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to mypillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on My Pillow products including the buy one get one free. Enter promo code BETHAN. Call 1-800-978-6168 for these great radio specials. Turn to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ed. Jim, I do apologize. I got uh, I got on my little rant about the no no meat for you, and I wanted to discuss that because you wrote an article about that, which I I, re- I really enjoyed it, and I find some humor in it. But at the same time, these folks um, like De Blasio and those that they are scaring to death over things. Um, they take this very serious. And, uh, you know, just like you know Bloomberg going after the farmers because they don't have much gray matter. And I'm reading your articles and talking about the landscapes and how they, you know, the, the different uh, things that need to be taken into consideration, uh, you know, to make the land better. And they think it's just a matter of making a home, putting a seed in it and pouring water, dirt back on it and water over it. And it just it just blows my mind that they are so oblivious. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I saw Bloomberg say that, and I was I was saying, well, we, that's not going to sit well with most people. But and, and you're right, the article I wrote, uh, "No Meat for You," uh, was inspired by the kitchen Nazi in uh, Seinfeld saying, "No soup for you." Um, so I'm glad you picked up on that connection. <laughs> oh yes, but, you know, I, I have. I'd say out here in the San Francisco Bay Area, I'm, I'm in sort of the heart of vegetarian country. And, and I've had mm-hmm. people who say, well, you know, if you eat meat, you're, you're killing the planet. And, 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 and some people say, well, I prefer to eat it for, for healthy reasons, and I'll be a vegetarian for healthy reasons. And, and I'm fine with that. I tried it for a while, but, you know, I was weightlifting, and I needed more meat to help uh, build my strength and a few other things, and, and I love the taste of it. So I, I have... No problem with being a vegetarian, but when people try to force it on you or, or try to say by having meat, 
eating meat, raising meat, you're, you're killing the planet. They really don't know all the aspects. And, and the one thing I mentioned in the article is, uh, and I know uh, Alan Savory had, did a talk on this. He said you know, most of the world where you had these dry grasses, you can't grow much of anything else unless you're lucky to have an aquifer to irrigate. And the only way to have enough nutrition is, is grazing the grass because people can't eat that grass. And if you graze correctly, you help recycle the matter better. You help prevent uh, the grasslands from turning into deserts. And there, there's all these things that good, wise grazing can do um, and that, that will make the environment much better. And you can eat the meat at the same time. So from my perspective, it's it, wise grazing is, is a win-win for, for people's diets and for uh, environmental resilience. Well, you know, and out west they were talking about, you know, they didn't want the cattle out there grazing because of the turtle that they were trying to save. But the turtle cannot exist without the cattle out there graving and grazing and pooping on the ground. <laughs> they need that. And, uh, you know, they fail. Of course, they use these crises to control. But they fail to see the reality of the cycle of things. And, uh, you know, it takes some wisdom and it takes some time. You know, I had, uh, I had uh, uh, Victor Davis Hansen on here a week ago. And we were talking about remembering the farming way and some of the things that go on on the farm and what, you know, the lifestyle, how it was different back in the day than it is now. And it is more scientific today than it was back then. But that didn't mean they didn't have gray matter. It just meant they didn't have all the science behind it yet. It, 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 and every rancher knows that if he overgrazes, he's going to put himself out of business. So you, you have to be smart about how you do it. And, and, and the, ranch, the ranchers that I knew in the Sierra Nevada, they were always looking for ways to keep water on the land uh, for a longer period of time. And in doing so, they help create more waterfowl in, in bird life. And, and I know you talk about the turtle. They had a, a, a willow flycatcher as a, as a species they were worried about being endangered. And they said, well, we've got to keep all the cattle away from them because we could kill them. Well, I was studying those areas, and you would see no such thing. But there were ranchers, and there was a few in Arizona. But by keeping the water on the land better to make the ranch work better, they had some of the highest populations of these, these flycatchers. So you, you can have this very much this win-win situation for good ranching and good environmental protection. So you're making it work for people in the environment. And that just gets missed in most of the scare tactics. Yeah, and it's not just a matter of coexisting. It's a matter that they need one another. You know, they they need one another on the land. But going back to this meat thing with no meat for you uh, in um, with de Blasio, it, they were going to take out all kinds of, of of meat and reduce the others. They they wanted to get rid of anything that was uh, preserved meat, like um, they didn't like the chicken nuggets or the hot dogs or the sausages and the bacon. And I'm thinking, who doesn't want bacon? And pastrami and ham and bologna and salami. It goes on and on and on. And right here in this little town, we have one of the biggest ham producers of smoked hams in the nation. In fact, they are the biggest, and that's Burger Smokehouse. So if you like old-fashioned smoked ham, that's where you need to go, and I'm giving them a free plug. But, uh, you know, they, and it's all made in America. The hams all come from, from farmers right here in the United States. And uh, they, uh, I was going to show your article to them because I wanted them to see what's going on and how we are fighting for, for everything. Everything. It's just crazy. Yeah, and I, I think Poet de Blasio has been pushing this. He's sort of in with AOC's New Green Deal. And you call this, you know, his way to kind of show we're going to fight climate change. I think partly he picked on processed meats and said, we're in New York City, right. anything we run, we won't do any processed meat. Because within the greater community, there are some additives to some meats that aren't as healthy. And so some people avoid Agreed. processed meats for that reason. But, but you know... Even those people eat bacon. <laughs> you got uh, my greatest memory in my it was what we only had bacon on Sunday mornings, and, and to wake up and smell it in the house was uh, uh, one of my best uh, remembrances. But you know, and then of course, well, we're not going to have any uh, half of the meat, uh, fresh meat. We don't. Even, we're not going to buy half of it anymore. So that it, it goes along with a number of different groups that I see saying we should not have 
meat. I've, I've even seen one website saying we should push for laws to, to outlaw meat completely, make it a fine. And I, it, it, it just blows me away that people are, are going off the deep end with this, and they think they're saving the planet. And it, they couldn't be more crazy as far as I'm concerned. Well, and you mentioned in this somewhere, I was trying, I thought I had circled it, but you had mentioned, you know, labeling, how important the labeling is if people read the labels. And we've been fighting that around here with uh, with the beef cattle industry and uh, because they want to remove the labeling so you can't tell where your beef is coming from, whether it's USA or Canada or some other other country overseas. Um so we've been fighting that. It's called COOL. It's called Country of Origin Labeling. And so when you had mentioned that in one of the articles here, I, I immediately circled that and thought, yeah, yep, that's what it, it's important. I think people should be be free to make up their own minds, you know, and uh, processed meat isn't as good. Processed anything isn't as good. You know, fresh is always better. But sometimes... It was Go ahead. before we had refrigeration. You had to do those things to, to preserve Absolutely. the meat. So, so it's, it's our legacy, and we've had a taste for some of that. But if you go into, they were even talking about processed dairy. Well, you got yogurt, cheese, sausage. I mean, there's all these things, and it's just it, there's no end to what you can say is evil, and, and people want to control. And so it's you know that. Again, go back to the kitchen Nazi. It's, it, it's that kind of totalitarian control it is, should scare us more than anything about the climate. It, it, that is the problem that we're facing right now. Well, I think it is, and I think, too, that it is a control issue. And then some of them are just, you know, they're just off the board, not paying attention to facts and reality of things. And, and like I said, the the ham producers here in, in Missouri that are right here in this little town where I live, it's it's Burger Smokehouse. And, it that's you know, it started out with the salted cured hams because they had to keep them through the winter. And this area... Because our climate does change, we have four seasons, but it is the it is the best uh, weather for these smokehouses and to have the the hams in, and that's why the farmers did that back in the day. And of course, now they they do it on a larger scale and they sell it across the nation, and you can buy different different grades of the cured ham, whether it's a long cured ham that's been there through all four seasons, or just a short cured ham. We I prefer the city hams. But it's exactly what you said. It's a preservation. We had to preserve it because we couldn't have the food. We didn't have refrigerators. We didn't have freezers to stick it in. So we had to keep the meat or keep the food. And it made our lives a lot longer. So (laughs) there's sides of it. It's a a good thing. I I remember we used to drive from Massachusetts to Alabama to visit family. And and the Stuckies would always have these cured hams hanging from the rafters for uh, people. We'd always buy a couple. So um, I can't see people ever giving up. I I think it's a really losing proposition for people like the Blasio and AOC to to come against me. You're going to lose uh, 80% of the voters. You try to give them to give up bacon, and you're going to lose them. (laughs) We're headed into a break. When we come back, I want to talk about your book and uh, the climate skepticism. I I think you probably take a little bit of guff for that, and I want to hear about that. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Today's show is brought to you by CO2 Coalition. You can visit their website. You can either click on mine and click on the icon or go to CO2Coalition.org. And Jim and Beth Ann will be right back. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for companies that stay with us through thick and thin and pain. Join us as we celebrate the companies who support this nation, support CSC Talk Radio. Our All-American Market page hosts companies who are now affiliates and sponsors of CSC Talk Radio, MyPillow, McCall's Candles, Liberty Tabletop, and there's more to come. Whether you contact them via website or by phone, 
you have to use the promo code BETHANN. These companies have endured the economic storms of bad trade policies and U.S. regulations, and they have earned your business. They take pride in their products. So visit the new webpage, csctalkradio.com, and click on the All-American Market button. That's csctalkradio.com All-American Market button. And always use the promo code BETHANN. For such a time as this, we know that the heart of a nation takes on the heart of its people. If the people have turned from God, the nation is doomed in sin. God is in control of all nations and their leaders. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. The future of this nation is relying on the bended knees of the people, God's people. Will you accept this challenge to sacrifice five minutes a day to kneel and to pray? For such a time as this, Queen Esther was put in place by God to save her people. You have that same obligation now. Will you humble yourselves and pray, ask forgiveness and trust in our God to heal our land and bring America home? Hi, I'm Joan London. If you're worried about your parent or loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call a place for mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. Finding an apartment that was on the courtyard with the view of the trees, the view of the ducks, the stream, the creek, all of that, that was what I needed. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. Here's the number. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call a place for mom at 800-871-8852. That's 800-871-8852. A Place for Mom is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call A Place for Mom at 800-871-8852. That's 800-871-8852. For centuries, those who raise, breed, and work with animals have been revered and lauded for what they do. Today, across America, the rights to own and raise animals are under attack by animal rights activists and their increased influence on government and non-government agencies. This onslaught regularly violates protection from illegal search and seizure and a citizen's right to due process of the law, all of which are outlined specifically in the U.S. Constitution. Protect your animals, your animal enterprise, and your property from this abuse of power with a membership to the Cavalry Group. Membership provides immediate access to their team to protect law-abiding animal owners and animal enterprise against unwarranted search and seizure and false claims. They also work to protect their members' interests legislatively at the local, state, and federal levels. Get the shield that protects you, your animals, and your property. Join the Cavalry Group today. Call 855-748-4210 or go to their website at thecavalrygroup.com. Turn to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're visiting today with Jim Steele of the CO2 Coalition. Today's show is being brought to you by the CO2 Coalition. They are sponsors of the show. We're doing our very best to get... to get the truth out to you, to let you understand that the research, there's more than one way of looking at it. And uh, I was going to ask you about your book, Landscapes and Cycles, An Environmentalist's Journey to Climate Skepticism. Do you take a lot of heat um, or do you just avoid those circles on your skepticism regarding climate change? Um Living around the San Francisco Bay Area, it's it's hard to avoid those circles at all. But I actually get a lot of people that that because I've had a strong record of trying to improve the environment, restoring the watershed, and uh, 
uh, you know, being the director of the San Francisco State Field Station, we pushed uh, environmental learning, and and people respected me for that. So you know, I they'll listen to me thoughtfully, and I very few people that know me and know my work will come at me in, in a negative way. It, uh, actually, well, that's good. Uh, it is good. I, I write an article now for uh, the local newspaper that comes out every two weeks about putting no meat for you in that too. And I often <laughs> will hike in the local parks, uh, you know, three to five miles every day. And people I see will, will thank me for the article. So it's, you know, I think it's a mixed bag that often the loudest people you hear are still in the minority. And there's a lot of people uh, that aren't sure how to deal with it. And so they're interested in what I have to say. So from that point of view, I'm, I'm fairly optimistic. Um I, I'm, I'm a little scared of how I see the media stepping this mm. up. And I, and I think because they know a lot of people are still unsure is why the media has been uh, pushing everything like everything's a climate crisis. Out here, the big thing was wildfires and, and people trying to blame wildfires on climate change. And, and that is just pure ignorance. And it's, it's really fear-mongering that's unjustified. 85 to 90 percent of all the fires are started by human ignitions, either by being careless with a trash burn or a a faulty electrical grid or trees falling into an electrical line. And when you have that with these natural winds, we have these, uh, you could call them faint winds, where these winds heat up. Every if they drop a thousand feet, they heat at five degrees. You don't have to add any heat from the sun or CO two or anything. It's just the laws of physics. When you press air together, it gets hotter. Well, those happen throughout the winter. And when you have a coincidence of a, a humid ignition in a in a big wind like this, you have these devastating fires. It it, it has nothing to do with CO two. And, and these winds, as they warm and dry, they'll dry out the grasses and the twigs in a matter of hours. It doesn't matter what the climate is. And, and so in a matter of hours, these natural winds make the vegetation very dry. you got a humid ignition, and then you get a fire. And, and to blame CO2 is, is nuts. It has nothing to do with it. We had uh, Dr. Brady on from Australia with the CO2 Coalition, and we talked yes. a little bit about the fires there in Australia. And he's saying the same thing. You know, they're blaming it all on climate change, and it's not that at all. And uh, go ahead. I was going to say the, the, the fires in Australia was sort of interesting. The place that burned the most is like uh, southeastern Australia, and they have a, an area called the Australian Alps, and they have faint winds there also. It, it, again, <laughs> where you have these winds blowing out to the ocean as they descend down the mountains, they warm everything and dry everything, and now you're creating a natural fire weather. And so the the one thing you have to do is make sure you manage the forest well. And in Australia, they they didn't manage the forest well. Captain Cook, when he first went there, said, well, you could walk through these forests and you could actually plant stuff without cutting down the tree because they were so wide open. And then as we settled down more, we decided to suppress fires. And when you suppress it, you have all this fuel load buildup. So you get a, a fain wind that warms naturally, that dries naturally, a humid ignition. And all of a sudden, you got a big fire, a, a fire that would be bigger than it would have normally happened if you had periodic uh, prescribed burns or you managed the fuel loads better. And, and we've known that. You know, we've known that, but for some reason here, at least here in the United States, they stopped doing it. They stopped doing the uh, the burns to keep that down, and so we've got a tinderbox that's just ready to go, whether it's uh, somebody that accidentally is uh, flicks a cigarette or it is an electrical fire or lightning. You know, and there you've got it. It's, you know, it's a it's a tinderbox ready to go. And then we build our homes closer to the forest because it's so pretty and they want to see the deer and the antelope play. And, uh, you know, we've just got a calamity of things ready to to happen to cause a fire, which is a crisis. (laughs) And uh, if you have a bad analysis, you'll have a bad remedy. And to try to, you know, I see all the time there's a fire people blaming uh, global warming, and you mm-hmm. totally missed the boat on what should be done. I, I, Governor Brown, who was here once, they had a bipartisan bill saying we need to secure the power grid, and he said no. 
He, so he vetoed the bill. And then the last few big fires are all because of a power grid failure. He instead has been just advocating climate change left and right. He had a bad analysis and he had a bad remedy. And in Southern California, they have those fame winds called the Santa Ana's that warm up. And they happen in December and January. That's when their peak is happening. And, and there's no lightning in Southern California except for in, in the Sierras, the high mountains. Okay. But along the coast, almost every fire is started by a human ignition. And so you get a human ignition and Santa Ana wind. You got these catastrophic fires. And, and there you have just all this sort of chaparral, these twigs to burn, burn very easily. It, again, you have to make defensible spaces. You've got to manage your forest fuels. And you've you got to try to minimize the ignitions. And, and sometimes ignitions, I know we had one big fire. I think it was about the fifth biggest fire in California. Uh, the rim fire was uh, a trailer was being pulled, got a flat tire. Its uh, rim scraped the asphalt. And it had a spark, sparked the grasses on the side of the road, and it started, it just it carried, the fire carried into the forest, and it had this huge fire. It was an accident, but if the fuels had been controlled better, it would not have been a problem. Well, I know I know that uh, there's some other researchers that have been researching the pollution of the fires and what that has caused, and we don't hear a whole lot about that. And... Uh, um, we don't hear as much here. They were real concerned, and, and with just cause to be concerned about the the uh, life of the wild the wild creatures and such in the forests there in Australia. But it's the same thing here in in uh, the United States. And I didn't hear as much about that as I did about the ones in Australia. And and we do need to be concerned about that. But again, you've got to come to the right conclusion to come. To fight this and to have a solution, and and uh, your other article was talking about that, and perhaps that's in your book as well. And uh, it's, you know, it's something that I think ignorance, and not because people aren't smart. I don't mean that. It's because they just don't know. They don't understand the for. If you if you don't live on the land, you don't live around that. You don't understand how to maintain it. It's just like anything else. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know how to do some things other people do. But I do know that uh, they've got to maintain the property, the land, in order to keep it safe and to keep it healthy. And that's what's not being done. And I think partly the problem is it's people have moved away from the land. Uh, yes. They get clustered in the cities. They become clueless to what's going on they, because they don't experience it. I, I had the good fortune to spend, you know, four months every year researching in the Sierra Nevada. So, I, you know, you would see the climate and weather cycles. You would see how things change. And, and frankly, everything in the Sierras are, are doing much better than ever. So when people talk about a crisis, I go, what are they looking at? And it seems like <laughs> the people that buy into this are they're living a virtual reality through uh, the media. And so if this media is pushing these crisis stories, they have no experience to challenge that. Because I did research in wildlife, did research in natural habitat, I have all the reasons to say they're, they're crazy. There is no crisis. Well, now, I want to talk about that when we come back. You can hear the music, and we're listening to CSC Talk Radio. Thank you so much for being with us. We're going into a break, but uh, we will be back. We're visiting today with Jim Steele of the CO2 Coalition. You can visit their website. Lots of information to glean there, CO2Coalition.org. And Jim and Beth Ann will be right back. As a business owner, when was the last time you asked yourself if you have the right commercial insurance coverage? You need business insurance to protect everything you're building. One disaster without the right insurance could hurt your business, and larger deals you're trying to close may require that you have it. We recommend CoverWallet for all your business insurance needs. In just two minutes, with their award-winning technology, they can offer you free competitive quotes from top insurance carriers nationwide. CoverWallet is help tens of thousands of businesses, startups, restaurants, truckers, construction companies, landscaping companies, beauty salons, consultants, and they can help you. No business is too big or too small. And it's a free call to find out. Protect your business. Get the right insurance for your business. Call CoverWallet right now. 800-220-7612. 800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. 
Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot hearts, set your table with liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes, our American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. Our founding fathers knew that the heartland would be coveted by those who want the land and its resources or hated by those who simply do not understand its value. It is that simple. And yet today, the humble folks in the heartland are losing jobs and feeling the pressures from an out-of-control bureaucracy as well as outsiders with agendas. From the heartlands of America come our food, manufacturing, and our energy. CSC Talk Radio is a voice crying from the heartland and standing up for rural America. And so is Power the Future. Power the Future is a unique foundation established to be the voice for rural American energy jobs. Daniel Turner is a strong advocate pushing against those who would like to punish rural folks and take their jobs for the sake of climate change or the land and its wealth. I'm proud to be a part of Power the Future and bring Daniel Turner here to you. Our future depends on it. Let's power the future as we bring America home to common sense jobs and give our rural families a voice. Visit PowerTheFuture.us. PowerTheFuture.us is the way to bring America home. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. But up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and I guarantee Guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors. And like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can get your very own by calling 1-800-978-6168. And use the promo code BETHANN to get 30% off plus free shipping. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We're in the final segment of today's show. We're visiting today with Jim Steele of the CO2 Coalition. Visit their website. There's all kinds of members there and scientists that uh, have lots of information to give you um, that they have researched. And you can kind of come to your own conclusions. But it's CO2Coalition.org. That's CO2Coalition.org. You know, Jim, I'd ask you about uh, repercussions, you know, getting in your face and that. And you said you haven't had a whole lot of that. But they are angry if you don't agree with them. They won't listen to the other side, many of them, not everyone. And uh, that's discouraging just because you can't even get a point across. Uh, when you do know something about a topic, you can't even get a point across because they will not listen to anything. They are just focused on it's a crisis and you need to accept this crisis. And, and, and uh, if you don't accept it, they call you a denier. The, oh, yeah. the worst people I have are the ones that are uh, hiding on the Internet. You never know who they are. They can say anything. Oh, yeah. They can be as disrespectful as possible. And oh, yeah. they just they just refuse to hear any any of the other scientific data. They say, oh, you're just finding denialist data. What the scientific process is that someone puts out a hypothesis like CO2 warming, and it's legitimate to think that CO2 will have an effect. But how sensitive is our environment to it? Well, there's, you have to poke holes in that. A good scientist will challenge that. And you want the whole community to have a debate about it. But what right. scares me, again, is this totalitarian approach where 
you have to think our way or else you're a denier. And to denigrate anybody who's engaging in legitimate scientific thinking, there's been a way to try to denigrate them and and make it as if their their opinions are not valid in any kind of way. And, and, and that's more scary to me than anything, because the, we're losing the basics of science. And one of the client scientists, uh, Kevin Trembert, he said, let's get rid of the null hypothesis. We know CO2 is causing all this, so we don't have to prove it. We can just say it is. <laughs> we just know. What a horrifying well, he said, well, my last thing he said was, this, and don't debate skeptics because they'll only give credence to alternative alternative hypotheses. Well, exactly what science wants is someone makes one hypothesis, you say, well, I can explain it in two or three other ways. And then we kind of hash it out and say, what's the best way? And that's how we and, learn and grow. But these people yeah, are trying that's how we to make things better. Absolutely. And they're trying to say it was our way or no way. And to scare you into believing their way, they keep making it more of a crisis and more of a crisis. You know, and in my mom and dad's day when they were growing up, they would have never thought of anything like a cell phone. Oh, yeah. You know, you know phones were just new then. They wouldn't have even thought of a cell phone. And I had I had somebody on Twitter got angry with me over climate change and just immediately called me a racist. Because I didn't believe in climate change. I was racist. Yeah, I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's crazy. <laughs> I got to drop that. Tell people how to get a hold of your book. I assume it's on Amazon, like, Amazon. like most books. It's just landscapes and cycles. And it's, uh, you know, and it's called an environmentalist journey to climate skepticism. And, and why I wanted to put the book landscapes is when we change the land, we do cause some kind of climate change. If, if you dry out the land, the ha- land heats up much quicker than it would because the water can absorb heat and keep it from getting uh, too hot. Uh, when you, if you change the vegetation, you change the way things happen. When you make more asphalt, more concrete, those materials hold the heat more, so you, you warm up the air a little bit more. So a lot of these changes in temperature have nothing to do with uh, a climate change, but they have a, the way we change the landscapes. And then we have natural cycles. I don't know how much in your neck of the woods you get affected by El Ninos and La Ninas, but here in California, that's a big issue. And um, mm-hmm. why I started writing my book was it, is I was studying the wildlife, and in El Nino year would get lots of snow, and a lot of the wildlife and birds would move upslope. And then the next year we'd get a La Nina and it'd be dry and a lot of things move down a slope. And, and you realize that you had to understand the oceans to understand what was going on in Sierra Nevada to understand the wildlife. So as I got involved in this, I started looking at the oceans. And I'm, I'm going to put something out for the CO2 coalition about uh, ocean acidification because it, they keep saying it's happening when there's really no evidence to, to support that. So that's probably why. I well, and you know, it makes sense to me. Just and like I said, I'm not a scientist, but it makes sense to me. I know that uh, these huge fires cause kind of their own weather, so to speak. Absolutely. And when you go up on the mountains, on the glaciers in particular, the higher you go, the they create their own weather, and it's not the same as what's down below. It's different up there. So the landscape and where it is, and and we know out at sea, it it all creates its own environment or its own weather and it could come up really quick and uh, when you're on the mountain i was i was up on mount rainier not very far but i was up a little ways and all of a sudden it started snowing and then it just poured down rain you know we could barely get down and get back to the vehicles in time but it just happened all of a sudden and out of nowhere the sun was shining and then it wasn't <laughs> and and uh, of course we have that in missouri but it, we're not usually on a mountain when it happens but well, well, what i tried to push in in that book was you know one chapter I, I call you know climate change is a chimera of many different things and if you don't know what chimera was a it comes from a word of a lion and a serpent and a goat we're all combined mm. into one animal. Yes. And when you mix all these different things together, you get a chimera. And they do this genetically, uh, too, for a lot of agricultural crops. You get two different species and graft them together. But right. this, to say it's a single variable like CO2 is causing this and not looking at all these other different causes, we're not really going to understand what's going on. And we're not going to come up with the best remedies to have the most resilient environment. And, and so 
that's where you have to, you know, I said landscapes and cycles, you got to look at these natural cycles, you got to look at how we're affecting the land. But, uh, you know, one thing I just, I had friends come up to me and they'd say, well, did you hear about Antarctica? I had this 65 degrees temperature. It, maybe you're wrong. And I, and I said, it's just a faint event. Now, it, people out west call the faint events Chinooks. You, you don't get Chinooks as far out, but people in the western Great Plains, as that air descends off the Rocky Mountains, it warms things up. And, and that's when you actually have some of the greatest fire dangers is, is during a, right. a, a Chinook. You could read stories in the 1930s where, depending on the way the wind blows, temperatures would rise 20 to 30 degrees in a matter of minutes. And people find that hard to believe. Oh, no, that can't be. It has to be CO2. So there's these natural ways of heating things that have nothing to do with CO2. And if you don't understand them, you misunderstand what's going on. What happened in Antarctica, and it's been well written before, you got these winds that blow up. It's very mountainous where that peninsula is. The peninsula is the warmest part of Antarctica, and it, it caused temperatures to shoot up for a day. It had nothing to do with the rest of Antarctica. It was like minus 60. I hear the music. so we're Yeah, you do. Well, I was going to say, here in Missouri, we see that when that happens. And that's when it brings in some of the greatest storms. You know, when the hot air and the cold air meet, you know, brings yeah. in the tornadoes. And we had 60-degree weather here a couple of weeks ago on a Monday. And the next day or two, we had minus-degree weather. So it just happens. We have lots of climate change around here. Thank you so much, Jim, for being our guest today. I look forward to having you again one day soon and keep writing for cj i'll tell you what i just think the world of that woman in range magazine as they bring the truth and common sense to americans everywhere appreciate everyone there at co2 coalition as they all come together to bring america home CSC Talk Radio's goal is to bring America home. That includes you and your business. Radio is a powerful way to brand your company and increase your profits. Find out how to join CSC Talk Radio, help educate and activate America, and grow your business at the same time. Looking for new customers? Looking to have your business reaching out from sea to shining sea? Advertise with CSC Talk Radio. Believe in your product? Let Beth Ann be your personal spokesperson to properly brand your product and company. It's simple, easy, and affordable. Grow your business, grow common sense, and together we will bring America home. To be a part of CSC Talk Radio, call 573-796-2166. That's 573-796-2166. Or send email to beth at csctalkradio.com. What if things were made in America again? We all complain about our products, even our food coming from foreign lands and foreign laborers. But do we really understand? James Stubert didn't understand, so he dug in, and wow, he kept digging in. It all started with a light bulb. It held the label GE, but it read Made in China. Jim has done the research. Now you can have the answers in detail. Consumers can rebuild the middle class by buying things made in American communities. Find out why free trade resulted in 6 million lost manufacturing jobs and lower wages for most Americans. While free trade brought cheaper goods, we also had less money to purchase goods. That giant sucking sound sucked the life right out of America. Your retirement accounts are at risk. That's right. Your entire retirement savings have never been more exposed. If you have retirement investments, there is an IRS loophole that can't save your nest egg. Don't let government bail-ins and fiscal irresponsibility wipe out your savings. Text loophole to 49776 to get Advantage Gold's explosive report that bankers and Wall Street do not want you to see. Your wealth is threatened by political infighting, massive debt, stock market volatility, and experts predict that the U.S. dollar could lose its status as the global reserve currency. Learn all about the IRS loophole that can protect you from massive losses. This IRS loophole could be your last chance to secure your assets. Text loophole to 49776 right now. Don't risk losing your entire retirement. Text loophole to 49776. Don't delay. Text loophole to 49776 now.